0: What's up everybody, I'm Michael Nettemeyer here with Jeff King and Joe Geary and we are your host of the Witwin Podcast, whatever it takes, whenever it's needed, talking all things real estate. Today we actually have a special guest, we've got Mike Nettemeyer Sr., the master of follow-up and we want to dive into follow-up today because last week we talked a lot about internet lead generation and lead conversion. The key to any successful lead generation strategy is you have to be able to follow-up. It's the biggest miss by realtors is they don't follow-up with their leads The statistics last week were the biggest one, the most astounding one, was 48% of buyer inquiries went unanswered. Nobody responded to them. Not even once. Not even once. Pretty crazy. So, Mike, welcome to the show. Why don't you say hi to everybody.
1: Hello. How's everyone doing today?
0: (laughs) Good. (laughs) Thanks for joining us, Mike.
2: My pleasure. So, we talked a lot last time, especially when it comes to internet leads, that once those leads come in, it's not... Uh, usually the case that they're ready to do something right then and there right in the moment so what kind of mindset do you usually take when you're talking to some of the leads that come in that might not be ready today what kind of mindset do you take whenever you're trying to follow up with them
1: well in that case you know ninety percent of the time when you are communicating with someone uh, the chances are they're not ready to either sell or purchase a home immediately So what I do is I put them into a Nurture Drip program. First of all, have a very productive conversation with them. Then I put them into a Nurture Drip program that I continually follow up with them monthly just to see if their time frame is still on track as we discussed or has
0: anything changed at this point in time. And I think that's important, Mike, that one thing to point out is that you have a system in place where you're reaching out monthly you know, sending either for seller's market reports, you're, you're touching them on a monthly basis at minimum, because for a lot of people, if they don't get a hold or, or set that appointment in that initial conversation, they never follow up again. And I know when I first started out, it was the same way. There was nothing that, if I didn't set the appointment that day on the phone and I talked to somebody and had a good conversation, I didn't realize the power and follow up and that 70%, the majority of our business comes from following up. So if I didn't set the appointment that day, I was never going to talk to those people again.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I I mean, you mentioned 70%. I know I've heard that statistic. 70% is in the follow-up. For me personally, it's more than 80% is in the Mm -hmm. follow-up. The majority of the clients that I have uh, established relationship with and that I have closed, either found them a house or sold them a house, um, uh, that probability is well over 80%. And you know, many of my clients that I've had success with this year, I started working with over three years ago.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's So just, just say that again. Three years ago, right? And and so there are a lot of people that won't follow up with anybody for three weeks, much less three years. So what does that look like? Is that just every thirty days you're reaching out over a three year period?
1: No, not necessarily. I I mean I, I I I'll say I delve it up. Sometimes I create my own follow up plan. If I have a client that uh, well, I'll give you the example. I had one specific client that I started showing houses to from out of town over three years ago, and they just recently bought a home uh, a few months back, and the husband said your your follow-up and your persistence is why we stayed with you and why we wanted to purchase our home when we moved to the area.
0: So you weren't per- actively showing them houses for three years? No, not at all. It was one not of those where you showed them once or something, met them, and then... It was just continued follow-up until they were ready to,
1: to... Yes, and I had them on a campaign where I was sending them houses uh, and then following up with them to make sure that the the houses I was sending to, to them was meeting their specific search criteria. Mm-hmm. And I just did that consistently over and over and over and over and over again. And finally, in the third year, they decided to it was time to purchase a home, and they called me to, to
2: sell them their house. So what made you not give up and stick with them for that length of time? Uh,
1: Persistence is in the detail, right? They say the devil is in the detail. Persistence is in the detail. If you're not going to be persistent and pursuant in chasing someone or following up with someone that you've had positive conversations with, uh, the chances are you're not going to, the chances are very high, the probability is very high you're not going to get that person on the first call to do business with you. Mm So, you know, persistence, period. So if you
0: know those statistics. You know that if you're not going to get them on the first call, you just have to follow up, follow up, follow up. Eventually they're going to, because that's where I would say too, eventually these people are going to buy a house or they're going to sell a house at some point. It's a matter of who they're going to buy it from or who they're going to sell it through. And, and it's the person that follows up the most that wins this. And fortunately for us, if we know those statistics that nobody else is really following up, it makes things even that much easier for us because all we have to do is kind of stand the test of time. And even if our follow-up is not, we're not giving the best value, say. Like people think you need to have all of these fantastic items of value to be sending out to people, and it's not true. You just need to be the one that's consistently reaching out to them. If you call, like you do, like every thirty days or so, you're calling. You leave a voicemail if you call. Yes. Yeah.
1: I leave a voicemail and then I also follow up with a text message.
3: Yeah, that's great. And Mike, what what do you send in the mail too, just to add its value when you do get a good nurture? Uh, Well, if they won't give me their email address, I do mail
1: information to them with uh, my uh, standardized cover letter along with uh, a list of people that we've had the pleasure of doing business with in the past that are testimonials. Uh, And then I put some collateral in there about the Net Group Real Estate Advisors. And then I follow up with them a few days after mailing it out to confirm that and validate that they did receive the information and to address any questions that they may have at that time.
2: And you mentioned kind of having positive interactions with people over a longer period of time. What is a positive reaction, or what does a positive conversation look like in your eyes?
1: Good question. Uh, positive conversation for me is when they are responding to an email that I've sent to them or a text message that I've sent to them. Uh, it it makes them it makes me know that they're aware of my existence and and my dedication to my profession. Uh, And, you know, it's all in the long haul. So if I continue to do that, I have a high probability of of getting them as a client that I can either sell a house
0: to or sell a house for them. And so I think that's important too to say that, because I I hear a lot of people say that, well, I've tried calling them and they haven't called me back. Or I've tried calling them two or three times and they haven't called me back. And if you know that your conversion 80% 80% of conversion comes between the 5th and 12th contact. Why would you ever stop contacting someone before minimum 5, if not beyond 12 or more? But if you know those numbers, a lot of people give up too soon. Well, I call them once or twice. I feel like I'm bothering them. All right? and, and you can't go into it with that mindset. You have to go into it with the mindset, I feel like, that you are the best solution to help them buy or sell a house. There's nobody else that can do what we do as best as we can. You have to have that mentality. And when you kind of get over that mentality that you're inconveniencing them, and, and go to the shift to the mindset of I am the best source of real estate for these people, it totally changes, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I agree with that, Michael. I agree with that 100%. Uh, I continue to call and follow, with people, follow up with people until they tell me to stop calling them or stop following up with them.
2: <laughs> How many people, people have ever said that to you, Mike? Uh,
1: less than a handful mm-hmm. in the four years that I've been doing this.
0: Yeah. yeah, but think about I remember the one guy that was like, man, you're wearing me out. Right. He actually said, he's like, you're wearing me out, man, because you were calling and following up so much. And then he followed it up with, but I I respect it. I'm in sales as well. So yeah, give me a call back next month. We're looking to do something. And so that's, that's the kind of, you know, I think that was awesome because the guy's saying, dude, you're following up like crazy, Mm -hmm. but he respected it. He's in sales and he said, give me a call next month. We'll be ready to do something. You know How many people are willing to do that? Most people aren't. Most people are willing to call once or twice and then, oh, it didn't work. And right. I think
2: this goes a lot back into one of the previous episodes when we were talking about Goggins, David mm-hmm. Goggins, and how much endurance that you have to have when you're going through that follow-up as well, too. So Just because they didn't say, do you, do you talk to everyone when you're following up with them on a regular basis or does there sometimes, do they go radio silent on you at all or what does that look like if they're not necessarily responding to you? Yes. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, they go radio silent, uh, but that means it's not their time frame. Mm-hmm. All right. When even though I may think it's my time frame, I've got to sell a house, or I have to, I have to, uh, or I have to find a house for someone. Even though it's not my time frame, uh, you know, their time frame will come, and if I'm persistent and committed, I'll get the results that I'm looking
0: for. Yeah. Agreed. And I think that's a good point. It's not their time frame. They're not going to answer. A lot of people, that's a misconception too. They think if the people aren't responding to them, they've already bought something or they've decided not to look. Not the case. It's just not their time. They're not ready. But if you're the person that continues to follow up when they are ready, they're going to pick up the phone finally. Six months from now, they're finally going to answer the phone. You've been leaving voicemail after voicemail, email, text. They're not responding. They're going to say, hey, yeah, thanks for following up. We're looking to go out next week and buy a house. Correct. It happens all the time. Agreed. I right, a Agreed. closing the other day. The guy was two years out, and or he was from two years ago. He signed into our database, and he was like, "Yeah, thanks so much for being persistent. You know, that's the reason we went with you because you kept hanging in there and and following up. So follow up's key. And if you know that you need to follow up at least twelve times to convert somebody, your numbers will change, and all of a sudden, going from internet leads don't work or this doesn't work, it, it starts to work for you. It just takes time, and it takes a plan.
3: So Mike, for um, for as far as appointments go, or the majority of your appointments on the first call, or on say four or five calls later,
1: they're very seldom on the first call. Very
3: seldom.
1: <laughs> very seldom. Uh, as I said earlier, Joe, uh, you know, over eighty percent of the people that I have had the pleasure of working for uh, have I've been following up and nurturing them. So that means less than twenty percent are people that. I sell houses to on the first call, and the majority of the people, the more majority of the people that I work with, in that twenty percent or in my sphere are people that I've I've worked with in the past. So eighty so percent is coming from strangers.
0: My in my personal experience, yeah. the, mm-hmm. the answer is yes. Well, that's a huge number because a lot of times it's flipped, and eighty percent of people, and you sell a lot of houses, so a lot of times it's eighty percent coming from sphere, twenty percent from strangers. Our model's pretty well flipped, and I think what's great about that is when you're reaching out to strangers, you're building your sphere and building your database, and so, because you're, I was talking to an agent that came in the other day, and 84% of their business is their sphere, and they have a really good business, but he feels like they're maxed out or they're capped on, you know, they're doing the same volume year over year, because they haven't reached out beyond their sphere or their circle. They're not growing their database with strangers. Where one of the things we do well as a team is, we're continuing to, to grow our inner circle by getting bringing strangers in as clients, who then become a great S O I source for us and a valued client. And that's the way you can really start to scale your business and and really blow it up.
1: And let me stress one thing though: don't forget your sphere of influence or mm-hmm. your past clients, because there are people. They are people that are going to give you referrals. And they are people that are going to do business with you in the future, provided you remain in contact with them and show them that you care.
0: Yeah.
2: So, what does that initial conversation look like then, Mike, when you're talking to a stranger for the first time? It's a cold call. Yeah. Um, so, it's uh, understanding
1: if they have a need, identifying that need, and then determining what their time frame is to resolve that need. All right. So. If they're thinking about selling a house, but they're not thinking about selling it at this time, uh, what's their time frame, Uh, what's their motivation for wanting to get their house sold? You know, they're planning to move out of the area, or they're planning to move to a smaller house, or they're planning to move to a bigger house, all right? What their motivation is and what their time frame is for wanting to, to achieve that, okay? And then working with them, sending information to them about our team, the Net Group Real Estate Advisors. And then just put them on that drip where I'm continually continually nurturing them to build rapport, gain confidence, and have an opportunity to meet with them when they're ready to want to move forward to either sell or buy a house.
0: I think that's great. So it's 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 the follow-up and, and also with the mail, with the information we're talking about mailing. So you've got a cover letter, and this is important too. I think people need something like this. Like we're we're real big on emphasizing don't spend all your time on marketing, but I do think you need some collateral. So one of the things we send out are just kind of testimonials. I think that's a huge mm-hmm. resource. You can email people links with testimonials, but get as many online testimonials as possible because the average consumer trusts a testimonial more than they do a, even like a word of mouth from a friend. So like the more reviews you can get online, the better. But then also we show a track record of all, like for expired listings, we call a lot of expired listings, a track record of homes that were on the market previously with other realtors, Correct that we took over the listing and sold it in a short period of time. I think if you get some stuff like that in your marketing collateral, that helps too. Shows you're an expert in getting homes sold that didn't sell the first time around. And that starts to build some credibility and some validity for, for us as realtors. There's
2: also an importance there of making it tangible. So you're giving and sending them something tangible that they can then hold on to, which Mm -hmm. is huge because if they don't have, if they only just sit here and send emails or we make a couple phone calls, they can never put a name and a face together, we're missing out on a huge opportunity there, and it's that extra touch that once they're able to actually hold on to it, they might put it in a stack or put it in a closet, but at least they've gotten something, and it's another reason to follow up with them to actually make sure that they received what we sent in the mail for them.
1: Yes, yeah, agreed. Uh, and not everybody reads their emails. Yeah. Uh, emails is yesterday as far as communication <laughs> is concerned. It still is a mechanism and a tool to be used. But the majority of people out there are inundated with emails on a regular basis. That's why I um, implemented not only calling and emailing, but also texting now. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And right now, texting for me is is the mode of communication that works, is very effective and works
0: well. Mm-hmm. And that's after your phone call. So, like, you're not using text messaging as your way of first contact. Absolutely not. It's after you've talked to them, right? And, and I think what's important, too, text messages, create your contact card on your phone. Put your Zillow, Realtor.com, all of those links, so it can show your reviews, your track record, your history, your phone, email, address, everything yeah. that, but sending your contact card, I agree. But I think what happens, like you said, too, the mailers, I think mailers are extremely important to send stuff out. The thing is, most people use that as their only means of trying to get in front of an expired listing or for sale by owner. You need to pick up the phone and call people because we'll go on appointments and the sellers will say, yeah, here." they pull out a huge <laughs> stack of, of, <laughs> right. of brochures Correct. and mm-hmm. postcards they receive and and they'll say, yeah, here's all of the stuff we've received and it's a foot high and none of those people that have sent those mailers are at the table with them, right. but we are because we made the initial effort to make the first phone call. Yeah,
1: yeah let me just add that the follow-up, is painstakingly challenging
0: yeah
3: <laughs>
1: it's not an easy grind or an easy road but in the follow-up you have the reward so you know go through the pain, painful process of follow-up but know that the reward is great in the follow-up and that's where you get your compensation and that's how you get paid
0: absolutely i think that's great
2: Joe, you want to talk a little bit about what your follow up looked like in the beginning to what it looks like today? Yeah, when I first
3: started, my follow up was just a mess. It had no, no organization whatsoever. So I'd be lucky if I called someone back, you know, a week or two later because I actually like wrote it down on a notebook or a piece of paper. But now it's very organized, and actually plan it out and you know like scheduled time for hey, I'm going to call them, you know, tomorrow night at eight o'clock or at six o'clock. So then that way I know exactly what I need to call them. And then I keep notes, too, so what, I'm, what I talked to them about last time, you know, what's going on in their life, so I can bring it up, what's going on with the house. Just be very specific with the notes, so then that way I know exactly what to bring up in the conversation to, you know, hopefully set an appointment with, with that call or schedule the next call and keep going and keep going. Yeah, we may want to share here that we put all
1: of this into a database, a right. CRM, that mm-hmm. we, you know, and yeah. we have the follow-ups in there with the day and the time of when we're going to contact these people. So it's not something that we're putting on Post-it notes or in our calendar. Right. It's something that we've invested in with our CRM tool uh, to make sure that we are very efficient and proficient in reaching out and following up with our
0: potential clients when, in fact, they asked us to do so. Agreed. And that's important because you do need a CRM to do this effectively. And, and see, you don't need a fancy CRM. Mm-hmm. You don't need a, a, a $1,500 a month CRM. You can find one for $10 a month or $25 a month that... Will work fine for this, but you do need something to put it because just like you, Joe, when I started, it was all on post-it notes, (laughs) and that that didn't work so well. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and then you're losing business. Trying to look all over your desk, like where are my post-it notes? And it, uh, yeah, it was a mess. So you definitely need a CRM. So I think the takeaway from this is one, you have to be able to one, pick up the phone, start talking to people, and the key to success for all of us has been in being consistent with our follow-up. And consistency is the key. You can't just follow up once or twice. But if you're willing to commit to follow up with people, and you can you can really dive into this and commit for a year, two years, three years, you can have an abundance of business, but you have to be willing to do it. And like you said, there's nothing easy or fun about it. But it just not at all. Be, <laughs> not at all, right? But you like the reward. I and love the reward. The reward. You get paid, and that's you get paid. I love the reward. In this, you know, we're in this business to make money, and we're here to help people along the way. But if you commit to this, and you commit to a consistent... You know, Every single day, lead generate and have lead follow-up built in there too because that's a big miss for a lot of people. They will block out all of their lead generation and they never block out time for lead follow-up. So start building that into your week and your day every single day and you'll have an abundance of business in no time. So Appreciate you guys checking in today and uh, we'll see you next week.